My name's Jay Sykes and welcome to our party. We share the work of artists and creatives living and working in the Northeast. Whether grassroots, emerging or established, everybody's invited. But today we are meeting another group of people who are united by artwork in an unusual space. Meet an assembly of artists behind Host, spelled H-O-A-S-T. Hello, Host! Host supports contemporary art and craft on the coast in the northeast of England. And I went to their exhibition at the end of June. Uh, walls of a bistro absolutely covered in art. The floor space absolutely packed with people at the Bistro du Parc in Tynemouth. That's such a variety of work. Today, we will hear about their future projects and plans as an organisation, as a community interest company, uh, but also about them all as individual practitioners. But first, let's meet the two co-directors of Host. Welcome to Arty Party, Beth J. Ross and Vivian Chattel. Hello. Hi. I would love to hear more about the reason why Host came about and what, what the point of it is. Well, I moved to Timemouth after living in Vienna for a couple of years last summer. I became an artist quite late in life, but loved doing what I'm doing. And when I got to Time Out, I had a look around and realised there was lots of art in spaces. There were lots of organisations, but there just seemed to be a little bit missing, perhaps. And I spent a few weeks popping into a lovely little bistro that had just opened and getting to know Viv. And then we sat down one day and had a chat. And yeah, we just we just met by chance, really. And yeah. uh, I had opened a cafe just very recently at that point, which was last summer. Beth approached me, we, we got chatting, and uh, we realised that we were both artists, which was quite random. <laughs> and I had uh, finished my MFA uh, at Newcastle University several years before that. I hadn't really been engaging very much with the art world anymore, and I thought it would be a fantastic idea to get involved again and to provide a space where obviously being from a university background where knowing how high art is kind of quite restrictive for the general audience and offering a space where those kind of restrictions could be eroded a little bit, where the audience would be engaging with local art, good art, but also very varied and in a non-sort of threatening gallery space environment. What a brilliant way to make art accessible to people. So you own Bistro de Park in Tynemouth. That's right, yes. And had you any art on display at that point when you met Beth? No, I mean... Uh, so a totally well, new from... idea for the space then? Yeah, it seemed like such a friendly space in itself. It was a lot of different people going in and out. And there was art in some cafes that I've seen. But it was just finding a way of perhaps curating that art a bit more carefully perhaps choosing artists a little bit more carefully and doing something that seemed a little bit different but also supporting those artists who perhaps have left university quite a long time ago or have come to art through a different means but were producing fantastic art and I knew people were doing it and perhaps didn't necessarily have the outlet or the space to be able to do that and also those white cube spaces Mm -hmm. that you get can be quite intimidating to people who don't have that art background so the idea of marrying some very good quality art that was happening with a space where lots of people would come who might not go and do that otherwise seemed like a really good opportunity and we tried it first and Igor who was here with us was our first artist so right well let's let's meet our first artist Igor hello there my name is Igor 
welcome mm. to our tea party. First, I want to say I was being appreciated for Beth giving me the opportunity to have my, especially my first art exhibition as well. And thanks Vivi to give me the opportunity for her beautiful cafe as well. Her environment was beautiful. Especially I wasn't expecting to be quite full and it was quite full. I managed to store a couple of work as well. And I'll always be grateful for the opportunity she's given me and also for the opportunity she's given me for the artists which they finish and graduate. Also, they don't know what direction they can enter or go to and appreciate how she always gives the right mindset for them to choose either to go to have a space or have an exhibition and also give a little options where they want to go in life as well. So That's great. So Igor, can you tell me about your own art practice? My own art practice at the moment, a bit of mixture. I like to call myself a multimedia artist because I like to mix my art with dance and uh, a little bit of poetry. I started as an illustrator throughout the years. I took a foundation degree as illustration and animation. Then throughout the years, I took a, a beyondness degree of illustrator and I graduated just last year, which finally done with that. <laughs> so, now, <laughs> so now at the moment, I'm working on my commission piece from Dance City, a mixture of dance and painting. I call the, the the realization of the elements. So the elements, I'll say, it's uh, fire, water, wind, earth. Each element which will define, for example, earth defines the soil. Water defines actual the actual water sea. As earth human beings, I believe every time we touch nature, nature gives some uh, mysterious energy which we feel, which uh, calms us down, our mentality, which sort of uh, like a meditation. And the piece is mostly about showing the realization of how we can merge with nature, especially how the climate changes. Mm. It's going a bit crisis at the moment. I just want to give a message to enlighten the audience and give a, a message which they can change their lives into a better ways and help the future forests or even the pollution, etc. which that's the message I'm sending through my piece. That's what I've been working on intensively. For me, it's a practice which helps me to involve myself as an artist it involves myself to expand my mindset and variety of ways of living as a human being, I guess. So Igor is one of the four other artists that we have in the studio who have used the uh, the Bistro de Park space as partnership with the host exhibitions. Let's meet those other artists. So shall we start with Ruth? Ruth Siddle. Hi, hi. <laughs> Hello, Ruth. How are you doing today? I'm good, yeah. And I was, again, also thrilled when Beth contacted me and suggested I might like to exhibit at the Bistro. All aspects of it were really very helpful. It was quite hard work getting these paintings together, paintings of the interior of my house, and getting them ready for exhibiting again was very useful and very challenging for me. The whole experience of the preview and then people throughout the month seeing the work and responding to it was great, yeah. Moved me up several notches, I would say, in terms of the exhibiting task, the work I'm currently doing, which is printmaking using recycled waste packaging for plates. That's a wonderful strength of a space like this, that not only is it giving people the opportunity to see art that they otherwise wouldn't get, but also the value that it brings for individual artists as well. To come back on what Eagle was saying, I mean, we were thrilled to have him because he actually responded to the space in mm. such a really nice way. So it was almost an installation. Yeah, it was made. a bit like a site, almost like a site-specific so, yeah. response to, to the space. And each artist that comes and works with us, it is very much an understanding that the space itself can be changed 
by that contribution that is very much an organic process and that everybody is engaging in it, whether the artist ourselves, the curator, and also the audience. It's a it's an ongoing It's like a conversation, thing. isn't yes. it? You know, so artists have approached us and we've also approached artists, but when we look at work, we do it as the artist and ourselves together. So we're not putting any boundaries or anything on it's up to them what they would like to show and then we can help if they need you know, if they want that kind of support to decide what to show. And when we're curating it, the artist is there. And it's quite an interesting thing being in a working cafe, putting art up on the walls. As well, everybody yeah. So we have a ladder. But that in itself <laughs> is, is, is great because we are literally kind of saying, yes, we think these pieces have a dialogue, this conversation. And that actually engages the people who are in the cafe you know people kind of oh what's happening yeah, who's, the, who's the next artist what's the next work yeah people? there's always questions being asked and people are curious and they want to see how it works and they see that this is not a front stage and a backstage thing it's very much like constantly changing and they see us putting it up they see us having conversations when we're, we're trying curating to con- yeah. while we're making coffees at the same time yeah. and <laughs> Kind of demystifying perhaps this idea of what art is that actually it's normal people doing normal things and just being able that's the inclusivity of trying to engage yeah so i guess that's what's that's where the sense of it being demystified you know we're going back to this idea that we're just really stepping away from the white cube it's kind of tongue-in-cheek thing really it's you know just we're all in in here doing this thing and engaging with it yeah Let's continue to demystify this this uh, relationship between artist and participant. Uh, let's meet our other two artists in the studio. Hello there too, Ernie Werner. Hello, I'm from Germany, so it's a German name. I'm actually a studied precision mechanic, so I'm not an artist really. And then later on I came to jewellery making. So I'm a jewellery maker and designer right now, and I started this doing like eight years ago. I'm on Tynemouth Market with my works every weekend. I have an Etsy shop as well, where I sell my jewellery. I'm working with silver clay at the moment and with sterling silver, so I'm making a few new things, probably also for Christmas. I'm hoping to get busy there. And then I will see, maybe something is coming up in, you know, collaboration with host again. That would be really lovely. So let's see. Yeah. So for me, it's a bit of doing arts, but it's mainly being a crafter. Mm. I also tried a little bit of painting and um, drawing and did an exhibition in Ireland there. But actually how it came to an exhibition or to, to my work showing at the, the Bistro was just the beginning of the year. I just passed by the cafe and I was very curious, like, what the cafe is about. And um, I just went in. I got talking to Vivian and we just realized, OK, she's an artist. I'm a jewelry maker. I really like the space and the exhibition that was on at the time. And then she was just like, hmm, don't you want to make an exhibition maybe with your jewellery? It was like, oh, why not? Well, and then that's actually how it started. So I didn't really have pieces to hang there, but I was actually making it for the show. Mm -hmm. So I went in there, just had a coffee and just was sitting there for an hour or two and really studied the the cafe feeling, you know, like what it makes me feel, you know, my response to it. And then I went back to my little home studio and then I started working and making a collection, mm-hmm. I think a 50 piece collection. So it was like 50 little pieces Whoa. hanging up in the cafe. <laughs> it was also the start of really making a summer collection for my jewelry shop, actually. 
a win-win for me, really. It was because I was stuck in a rut a little bit, you know, the beginning of the year, like from a creative perspective, not really knowing what else to do, you know, what direction. So this really helped me also to get a new perspective on my work, which was really great. Yeah. So thank you. It's wonderful to hear how for many of the artists in the room, including yourself, Omi, have responded to the space. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. just a place for your work to be commissioned, yeah. but also there's that response going mm-hmm. on, which is really, really interesting. Let's meet our final artist in the studio to join in today's conversations, Adam Daniels. Hello. Adam, welcome to Artie Party. Thank you. So how did you come across the host space in the Bistro de Park? I think I came about it from the Curator Space website and I applied for it through that. It was quite interesting, the exhibition that we all decided to put on. I was given help by Viviane Beth to create the work and it really sort of spanned the work that I've made over the last... 10 to 15 years, so there was really a bit of everything that I've made over that time because the work has changed quite a lot and there was pieces from when I was studying. I graduated from my bachelor's here at Sunderland in 2006, so it was actually a piece from my degree show that was there and plus as my work's developed over the years between then and now, I've covered different areas doing different things like local northeastern scenes spliced with narrative from books such as The Trial by Franz Kafka, also 1980s nostalgic film portraits with actresses such as Molly Ringwald, plus paintings that I made when I was on my travels. And I was interested in the process of translation in the context of how, if, when you translate from one spoken language into another, the problems that can occur as that translation happens. And there was a, an interesting parallel with the process when you translate from one visual language to another, say from photography to painting, and you can come across these similar problems where something's been translated inaccurately and it takes on a new meaning within that. So a real mixture of the different types of work I've made over the years. It's been a long time since I've I've actually put on an exhibition to showcase this work, so it was a wonderful opportunity to get the work out of storage in my bungalow and let people see it. So, yeah, thank you very much to Viviane Beth for letting me do this. It, it was fantastic. Yay! <laughs> thank you to everyone, because this really, I think, picking up from this conversation really is that because if you make art, there's no point in making it if it stays in, in a room bed. somewhere and nobody gets to see it because art is just opening up a pathway for a conversation and for people to feel something and to think about something or to be challenged about something. And it's really great that people, all the artists that have taken part in this, this project, have, have been able to push themselves and push their boundaries as well in that sense. One thing we did do, and just looking at the artists here, we've tried to kind of mix it up a little bit as well. So Igor's work was line drawing, mixed media. Um, he obviously was the jewellery. We've had some collage work. Our next artist, Michael Cunliffe, is an illustrator and painter, and he is quite dark, gothic, almost comic-y, which is amazing. But it's in contrast to what we've had. So we try and have something... And then something completely different the next month. So the people coming into the cafe have that idea of, oh, it's different. Oh, it's well, who's this and what is this? And also we've had sculpture and some of the work is figurative. Some of it's more perhaps challenging. And we can then talk to people about that. I'm aware that you have group exhibitions. And I came to your group exhibition on the 22nd. I think that was the opening of the summer. And then also you have monthly presents nights. 
So that's focusing on the work of either like one or two maybe, but, but an artist in focus. Yeah, so we have one, one artist. I mean, the summer exhibition, which you came to, which was lovely to see you for coming to this, it was... Oh, it was great. It was so good. Thank it you. Was, um, it was filled with eyes. It, it, was, it was fantastic. What, what the idea, I mean, as Beth just said, was to have such a variety of artists. And normally, uh, the way we run the exhibitions is to have one artist per month. So then we have a preview for that artist. In any case, a very different medium, very different. Uh, also, the artists come from very different places. They have had different journeys, age groups, gender, everything. You know, it's really quite diverse. And really, this goes back again to what our main remit is, which is to to promote a sense of community where, especially in divisive times that we are living in at the moment, and I'm sorry to plug that in, <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, as you have heard, we've had many different people from different backgrounds and different countries, as well as different experiences in life. And this is really what what it's about. It's about looking more at what we can do for each other as opposed to what can divide us more. And it, having a space that does allow people to feel comfortable to do that and to meet each other and to open a conversation is really what we are working well quite hard to uh, arrange, really. It's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And the the summer show, which was the one you came to, I think we had about 70 different artists who we put work up and it was kind of salon hang, so a bit like the Royal Academy summer show in that the work literally went from the top of the ceiling to the floor and a complete mix of work. And, yeah, I mean, that was great because seeing people's art next to other people's art yeah, and it curating was, this, it was really was exciting a, wasn't it, it was I think it was there really was the interesting part of it was having artists which some of them were very established yeah uh, some of them had a lot of experience others not at all and were doing First it in a, time, very much yeah. in a mature sort of level but it was about showing what's out there how those differences can be put together. So, for for example we had a work by this artist called Joe Stannis who's very quite high art really right next to a gentleman who was doing some hobby sort of Bambra castle painting. But because the colours and the structure of, of the paintings worked so well together, there was like a, a conversation going yeah. on between those They're works. All bouncing off each other, wasn't it? Really? Which, which it was. And you would never have seen that in a white cube. There's no way that could have happened because, again, we've got that distinction between high and low art, which we're really not interested in keeping going. (laughs) (laughs) So then for our four other artists in the room, for for Ruth, for Ermi, for Adam and for Igor, how did you find this space to work in and and your relationship with hosts? And does it stand out in the northeast? Are there other spaces like this? I don't know if there are any other spaces like this here. I, I can't think of any. No, not really. I think there are certainly other cafes many, many other cafes that promote work or use work to decorate and jollify the the cafe. And that's great to see. But I think what might distinguish host a bit is the sort of informed approach of the two curators and probably the philosophy, which is quite explicitly inclusive and encouraging and diverse. It's great that it's united by this ethos. It aligns so much with what Arty Party's all about as well, making voices heard and promoting artists that otherwise are grassroots and get lost in the mixture of 
you keep returning to this conversation, the high art versus the, in inverted commas, low art, or whatever you might class it as. And it's wonderful that there is this space here that is so open and so free and so accepting of a range of different works. And like you were saying, Vivian, putting them together alongside each other as well that you wouldn't expect. But it's, it's wonderful that this resource exists. We will be doing a winter show as well where we will be, again, encouraging artists to bring work that we can mix up and put up one of the things for host, I think there are lots of collectives and there are spaces. We're kind of an uncollective collective in that we feel like the artists have supported each other. So Eagle has come to other shows, Adam's come to other people's show. You know, people will come to the other shows we have of the other artists and therefore they're widening their own network. So they're potentially meeting people they might not have met before, who they might not have known about. But at the same time, we don't want it to be a cliquey collective where we're just all kind of showing each other's work or just sharing that. So it's really just bringing people in, inviting people in and saying, come do an exhibition, be part of this and then carry on being part of this. If you would like to, you know, there's no pressure, but if you want to and if collaborations come out of that, fantastic. Yeah, and we've been lucky as well to have widened our, our, our sort of circle a little bit. Obviously, we're building up this community, which is fantastic but also with Spanish City now, where we're curating the exhibitions there for the foreseeable future. It's the idea that we've host, with this idea of inclusivity, it's how you can take that, something which is a project which we have at the cafe, how you can make it work. The cafe is a very sort of riggedy, very kind of organic space where, you know, if you want to put a nail in the wall, you just put a nail in the wall, it's fine and just hang something up, you go on the ladder, da, da, da. It's, all, it's all very sort of ad hoc. Whereas in a space like Spanish City, which is obviously a very grand, very kind of traditional and a lot of heritage to it and what people expect from that, but at the same time still bring a subverting little <laughs> narrative behind it and try to enhance how can we have the same inclusive uh, community, the same kind of ethos, in a different setting and in a much more uh, classical setting. And it's another, it's a night out in North Tyneside to do with art, where people can talk about art and meet people, which is great. You know, it's a great way to just go and have a drink because you can go on your own, you can go with your friends and people talk to each other. We found that at all our previews, be it Spanish City or at the Bistro, that people come along and somebody will introduce themselves and by the end of the night everybody knows each other so that's a really nice thing as well it's about that too thank you beth thank you vivian we've been talking today in arty party about this sense of community that host and bistro de park are offering and so to the artists in the room i'd love to ask you about how being part of this community has been useful for you as individual practitioners and perhaps whether any collaborations have formed off the back of it well i think i've certainly found looking at other people's work a bit different recently and that's I think somehow directly linked to the experience of being part of host. I don't think I could unpack it any more than that but I do follow some other artists and I think oh oh they're doing that are they? Hmm. And it promotes reflection and inspires your own practice a bit so that's a rather low-key collaboration but it's still real definitely even just broadening your horizons in terms of the other work that exists in the northeast it's about looking isn't it it has slightly changed my looking for me it's been important because it's reinforced 
my feeling that I'm going in the right direction with what I'm doing. Being an artist is a very lonely, isolated process, especially in the studio. I work from home um, in my garage. You know, you make the work over the years and you can end up losing will to do it. But putting on an exhibition and meeting the other artists in the bistro has just given me that confirmation to say, yes, yes, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. Keep going, you yeah. It is a kind of support system, isn't it, really? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. it, like you say, being an artist is very difficult, very lonely. It can be, not necessarily. I mean, obviously, Igor's really doing a lot of collaborative work as well, especially to do performance. So that's a little bit different. But for Adam, who's a painter, it is pretty much hard graft going in the studio, just getting on with it by yourself, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, it's been quite a long time now since... I was in a, a studying situation with lots of friends and other students around me. It's been ooh, 12 years now since I was at university and I've been trying to operate as an artist. People move on and you do end up quite isolated. And post's been really important because it, it's brought me back into a, a supportive environment with other artists, even if it's just talking about the work, and to give me the energy back to continue doing it as time progresses and... If you don't have access to something like host, your energy, certainly my energy, do, does fade. I feel less and less inclined to carry on with what I'm actually doing. Yeah, for me, the exhibition at uh, the cafe definitely brought a lot more joy and a lot more art into my work. I actually, you know, I'm selling my, my jewellery at Tainmouth Market every weekend. After the exhibition, I actually took all the pieces to the market and made like uh, my own little exhibition at my stall, which is also a very nice way of engaging with people. You know, we get talking and then I also refer quite often to your cafe, Vivian, and people don't know about it. And then I send them to your cafe. And uh, so it brought um, quite a lot to my work, a lot more creativity as well and, to, you know, more the, the curiosity to explore other things, more materials and more techniques. That was something that I, yeah, really enjoyed. Also for the summer exhibition, I didn't make a jewellery piece. I thought I would just go big. I worked with polymer clay and I did like a huge installation hanging thing I don't know how to call it actually like mobile, a mobile yeah, yeah yeah which was also something that brought me a bit out of my comfort zone because it was a big thing you know nothing that was small and delicate but I had to think in different dimensions and terms I guess and uh, which was a good challenge I'll say for me it was a, a beautiful moment the moment for me to um, express differently especially with the environment within the cafe. I had to interpret with different ways of creating the piece, especially for me, I never thought I would have tried to uh, create something which involves stitch, and it gave me this enlightenment for me to grow and involve my mind, which it taught me to create like 10 pieces in a short time. And I thought for me it was a, a good opportunity to have my first exhibition and to have friends around and have a good time also, and also to give me more confidence to have my own exhibition furthermore in the future. And also that I'd like to have another exhibition again soon at the Hearst because it's a warm space and a space that people, I don't think they ever feel this warm space where you can just get together and communicate and just have fun and enjoy yourselves and meet new people, even like old people as well and meet the lower generation. So it's a nice environment which you don't see often in Newcastle. So I believe it will go more in the future and hope it goes. So And I'll be, always be there just to give a hand as well. So.
it really is very much what the bistro has been about what you're saying about having the different generations talking to each other and we know I mean let's be honest about how how things are we are in North Tyneside and it is a very white middle class quite wealthy environment it's very difficult I think for people in that kind of setting to get out of their own comfort zone and to kind of engage with each other and to engage with each other not necessarily on anything major but just even to be in the same space it's it's really difficult for people because they just do what they always do and they don't really get out of their way to to engage with anybody that they might not otherwise meet and I think the cafe for me I mean I'm part of host and it's just you know really interesting for me to be doing it on the curating side but also from my business side from from the cafe side it's been fantastic to see people are actually talking to each other because this is a type of space that you've got no choice really you go in there it's tiny <laughs> <laughs> and people just have to kind of oh well this is a big table and uh, three other little tables and very often people end up having to sit next to each other and, and it's really interesting just to, just even in a social kind of level to see how that works and how conversations are sparked and that's what Amy was saying you know you, you end up going in there you end up talking to people no matter what because that's kind of the space sort of lends itself to that so it's a great way to, to get started to get the conversation started yeah a very informal and a very casual way of appreciating art getting how to say <laughs> express <something>. express <laughs> yeah because that, that's the moment I really liked as well because even when I went to someone else's exhibition as well at the uh, host, I remember one of the old guys, they remember me, and just we just casually started talking. And I was surprised that he remember me, because for me, for me, I just feel people just look and, you know, just get on for the days. But then once I saw him again, we just started talking casually, just have a couple of drinks. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only young black man who came to time up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, hello. Like, hello. So. But I'm sure it was Mike, which is uh, he's our best customer. Was it the, yeah, gentleman, the elderly gentleman, like quite jolly, mm-hmm. <laughs> who absolutely loves a bit of crack? He just comes in all the time. He's been supporting us from day one. He comes to all the art exhibitions. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in the cafe nearly every day, and it's just again a proof of how this is really mending in some way some bonds between people because this is a gentleman who's like. A retired policeman who has his views, you know, <laughs> just quite conservative views, and he just sits next to, you know, at the big table. He might be sitting next to some labor supporting <laughs> leaflet dropping person, you know, and they just sit at the table and they start chatting, and it's just wonderful that that is going on. Mm-hmm. And I think people at the moment we've got a local artist, uh, Amy Spires, at Spanish City. And at the preview, again, she brought lots of her friends and family, but we also had some of the artists here came, some of the people who'd supported us in the bistro came to Spanish City, which is a completely different feel. But people were, again, were very open and other people came who'd seen us on Instagram, which was just great. So it's kind of building up that space where people can come and see. Hopefully the expectation is that the art is of a certain level that's diverse, but we we have a kind of certain level where people can interact with it, can see very good quality, well thought out art isn't it that's your doorstep yeah you don't have yeah to really exactly go. you don't necessarily have to go into newcastle to, to do it you don't have to be in Usburn. you know north tyneside we're doing it i mean we've, there's other 
you know art houses does it in the summer there's other things going on around the area certainly and we're lucky to have again a local artist who works out of Colour Coat Studio, Bob Lawson, who's going to be our next artist at Spanish City. He'll bring a whole group of other people who know his work, and he'll be able to meet the people previously we've worked with. Let's get a whoop from everyone here. Hello, hey. hello. <laughs> uh, gathered here with us are host, a collective of artists that exhibit work on the coast. But before we join in again with conversations, I just want to say a quick thank you to the five people that make this program possible. It's because of you that we're able to fund the podcast feed to keep the show going and reach wider audiences than our wonderful base at Spark in Sunderland, the community radio station. So I just want to say a quick thank you to Sister Shack founder Tell Irby. She runs a network of all female crafters and DJs and artists based in Newcastle. Thank you to photographic artist Joe Howell. Thank you to TriLive TV founder Nikki Kaur. They're an interactive storytelling company that do work with young people. Thank you to visual artist Stephanie Smith. Her work was recently featured on BBC Radio 4's Drawing in the Dark. And also thank you to audio producer Laura Willis. I'll be teaching her actually the last year of the BA media production here at the University of Sunderland. So a huge thank you to our Patreon backers. If you want to find out any more information about them or a whole range of artists who've been on board the Arty Party programme, then please do head to artyparty.com. That's arty with a Y, party with an I, yi, dot com. Anyway, back on to today's conversation with the wonderful organisation host. Hello, host. Hello. Hello. So let's do a quick roll call. We've got our two co-directors of host, but they're also artists in their own right. Beth J. Ross. Hello. Hello. Vivian Chatel. Hi. Igor Tavares. Hello. Ermi Werner. Hello. Adam Daniels. Hello. And Ruth Siddles. Hi. We've talked about host in general, but I'd love to talk about your own work and what you see about the future moving forward. I'm an artist as well as co-director of Host and I did do some installation work and some light work in the past and last September was the first time I had a proper studio before that I worked from home with two small-ish growing children who it makes life quite difficult to make art with. But it must so- have been wonderful getting into your own space. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was quite a, a shock and surprise and uh, that was in September as part of a Newbridge thing. So so having a studio, I bought a big canvas because I'd never done painting before and started painting and I can't stop now. So that's my practice at the moment. It doesn't mean I won't go back to other things. But yeah, so I've been painting a lot. I feel like I, it's certainly developing and I'm really enjoying it. So that's what I'm doing. And I've got a few things coming up with Thought Foundation and Connie Arts Festival. So that's exciting. I've heard of Connie Arts Festival. They're in concert. Oh. So, so that's more grassroots artists doing it for themselves and getting on, which is great. And I've got something in Gallagher and Turner at the moment, which is super as well. Fabulous. Beth J. Ross, thank you very much. <laughs> I worry that this section is going to be like, what do you, what are you doing? Or what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also an artist, I guess, but I haven't made any work for quite a while. I mean, I finished my MFA probably four, four years ago, five years ago. My practice would be painting, installation, quite small paintings put in a kind of theatrical kind of environment, quite immersive uh, environment and mainly stitching, hand stitching, and gouache and oil paintings. So yeah, it's just mixed media. I mean, my work in, in itself is quite diverse. But like I say, I haven't made any work for quite a while, and I think, for me, 
it was really wonderful blessing that Beth walked into my cafe because I hadn't anticipated at all that I would be getting reunited with art in that sense and having been promoting other people's work has been wonderful for my soul <laughs> and for my belief in the beauty of art for what it brings people's lives just basic mental health isn't it it's a wonderful thing and it's very exciting and it just makes me want to go back to the studio but obviously my business is only over a year old and I have to work like a dog at the moment. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's not in the cards as just yet, but it's something that I would really, what you're saying, Beth, of, I've been there, done that, got two children as well. It's once you do get that time to be in the studio and actually make work, it's, it's a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful it's a feeling. Yeah. So that's something I would, you know, eventually my children will leave <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and Let's and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, yeah, it's wonderful to be reunited, I would say. And it feels like such a family now. The, the sense I get from what everybody's saying here is it is a support system. And it's very fair and that it's in, in both sides, you know, it's, it really is for 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 people who are seeing the art and for people who are making the art and it's just really again to uh, go back to this community thing so it's it's all good really it's all positive stuff yeah it's very inspiring I think it's very inspiring to meet we feel very privileged being able to meet all these wonderful artists who are doing this stuff and keeping going and it's amazing isn't it we're we, you know, when we when we get a yeah. new body of work to put we're up really in the cafe, we're really excited. I mean, our really, favorite really day, our favorite day is when we're curating yeah. the exhibition. <laughs> and we're and unwrapping like, stuff, going, "This is amazing work! Oh, this is wonderful!" And talking to the artists about it. So we've we're been very doing privileged. this now. What's it been? Seven months we've been doing this, or is it yeah, going to be longer. our eighth? Mm-hmm. This is going to yeah, be our yeah. eighth one. And every time we take one, or I mean, the summer show was a yeah. much bigger curating process because it was over 65 it was a bit like Christmas unwrapping all those paintings yes it was a lot of work curating curating that but normally we we curate in an afternoon when we get together and it's such an exciting process and then the thing that's really funny for me is that running the cafe is that then I'm left with that work for a month (laughs) it's really strange because you're living in people's work and in people's head, in a way, for an entire month. Mm. And it's a privilege at the same time, as also it could be quite daunting as well. You have to realize how powerful these works are. And especially in the summer show where there were all these different voices, they were all called like a <laughs> coming out. But it's really, really interesting to be in that environment, challenging and inspiring. Emmy, you were nodding throughout all of that. Yeah. I would actually love to go to go back to the cafe with an exhibition, but maybe in collaboration with another artist or artists that did some exhibitions there as well, or maybe other artists that didn't do an exhibition mm-hmm. there, just really create a body of work for the cafe. That would be something yeah, I, think, that I, mean, I would like to do. Talking about mm. how to move this project forward, and obviously you're taking things that are working and are creating new links between people and see how you can exploit that and make it work even better. And I think the idea of what I was mentioning before when we had the summer exhibition where we had works by 
an artist next to work by another artist, which had nothing to do with each other, but somehow putting, mm-hmm. curating them created that sort of dialogue. And I think it could be something, a format which mm-hmm. we're thinking of using, where it would be a collaboration. It doesn't have to be artists who are on the same level. The whole point, really, is to create that juncture, something that where people can have that, that negotiation, that conversation. And it would be really interesting to have mixed exhibitions, mm-hmm. not necessarily huge ones, no. but more like, say, a couple of artists and see how they can bounce off each other's work. And I think that could that would be something to look at for the future. Yeah, so if anybody wants to work with a jeweler, <laughs> let me know. It could be a really interesting project, dance, and jewelry. Work, and jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be. Yeah, I was gonna say we can we can try that, can try that because it'll be something new for me. And for me, I never worked with a jewelry artist as well, so it'll be a, a big experience for me. So, yeah, that's there right. you go. I think there's a new <laughs> collaboration born well, no, just yeah, now. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> Especially because you guys really into performance and stuff like that. And your your exhibition for the the jungle theme that you had mm-hmm. created, which was your your sort of reaction to the space was very theatrical mm-hmm. and everybody responded really well to it. We had it curated in a way that it was kind of like going into an immersive world of a, some sort of almost ancient sort of Inca jungle sort of thing. It was just a little bit mental, but great. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, recently we've just taken part as well in the Crossing the Tyne Festival, a lot of uh, poetry and spoken word which again, Igor, you work, you work with in that medium as well. And same, like the response from the, all the artists that took part was overwhelming positivity, how the space was lending itself to create an intimate yet inclusive space. I have one question I'd love to ask you all, if that's all right, because a big part of Arty Party, as well as bringing people together for these conversations to talk about practice, is also to share advice with emerging creatives who are looking for a nugget of advice that could help take their work to the next level. So I wonder, are there any lessons that you could pass on? Anything that you've learned that if I'd only had done it differently this other time? For me, I think I'd give my advice mostly to the youngest, especially the ones that have graduated. As an artist, always keep yourself uh, free-minded. Don't not let yourself drawn to uh, a darkness, because especially when you're painting, you always look too much as well. So every time I see someone painting, like I always say, don't look too much. Just if you if you can't think or can't join more, just take a break, and go for a coffee or for a drink, then come back. <laughs> it's a process which you let your energy out. Also, the painting can absorb your energy too much, which sometimes you can become blind too much just by looking at as well. So that's why I always say, or just take your time, be conscious within surrounders and the energy and whatever you are, but make sure you stay conscious within your health and what you paint and what you're trying to express to the people in the audience. Even doesn't matter if they judge it, take it as an advice, which how you can interpret it into a future life performance or exhibition and how can you improve as well. So that's my advice. Igor, I completely understand that. And coming from the point of view of an audio producer, If you're working on something again and again and again, you just need to sometimes take a step back and go do something else and then approach it again with mm-hmm. fresh ears because otherwise it just all gets mental lost. Skills, mental skills, also. And that's where the mental health kicks in as well, <laughs> which is quite, it's, it's quite a bit tricky there. So that's why it's always good to have a little bit of music on the side, or especially food as well, because so, <laughs> I, I love food as well. So 
my hobbies is either feed or sleep. Because so, <laughs> once I sleep, I'll, once I sleep, I'll be able to dream something inspiring, and then I wake up and I can just draw it on the side. And yeah, so. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Advice for artists: eat and sleep. <laughs> Best way to rest. <laughs> we yeah, energy. So. <laughs> be curious. It's really important to nourish your curiosity and um, also dare to explore. Like, if there are things that interest you, just just go for them. Just look what it is that interests you and don't brush this aside. Be confident. Like, there's lots of artists that think, oh, their work is not good enough or it's not valid because they're not big artists and they're not very talented. But I think that's all... If, if you just believe in yourself, do whatever you do, it's definitely valid. You know, there's a, there's a space and a place for you out there for sure. So dare to be you and um, explore and be curious and do your work mm-hmm. and enjoy it. <laughs> I think it's especially great that there are places like hosts that mm-hmm. have this ability to permeate what would otherwise be that difficult relationship between mm-hmm. a gallery and potential artists to exhibit there, that it is so friendly and open. This is a piece of advice to want to me as well as to everyone else. If you receive some encouragement, make sure you hear it. It's so easy to dismiss it. So that's the first thing, make sure you hear it. And the second thing is try to take risks. Now, for some of us, it can be quite hard to take risks. You have to find a way that you can take appropriate risks in your work. Good luck to me and everyone else. (laughs) It sounds like that came from a place of having gone through it yourself, Ruth. Well, this is just my experience, yeah. But I think these are quite common experiences, aren't they? Thank you. Adam, anything to add? I personally just find there's only so much you can do from between four walls. You've just got to get out and stimulate the brain. Go out on your bike, go for a walk, whatever. And I find that ideas tend to come when you're out and about being stimulated by things. It could even just a drive in the car and you'll see a bird fly past or somebody go past on the bicycle and ideas just seem to come, as opposed to being in the studio and trying to brainstorm something, which I find is a bit like trying to remember something that you can't remember by forcing your brain to do it, and <laughs> just doesn't really work. When If you ever get stuck on something, just put your shoes on and go for a walk. That would be my advice. Mm-hmm. At the minute, I've become taken with landscape painting using a field easel out in the field, which I find challenging compared to studio work because of the timescale involved. And it injects a sense of urgency into the work that you wouldn't usually have in the studio where you've got all the time in the world. And I would like to put a book together, a series of landscapes from in the region, but also writing, researching the history of the land and how it's been used by the people who have inhabited that land, going right back to prehistoric times, places like up at Coquitdale, the people who settled there, why they settled there, how they used the land, on to the Norsemen, Vikings, Danes, and throughout history and how that land was utilised by the people who lived in it. Thank you so much. I think this must be the, the, the most people that we've had around the microphones this year <laughs> in this room. The very fact that you've all journeyed down today from Tyneside. I mean, you collectively got together in Tyneside and then you travelled from Newcastle to yeah. Tyneside. <laughs> Just you, you, thank you so much for joining us on today's Arty Party. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
please support businesses like this, like Bistro de Park and Host Arts and Homeside Coffee and Poprex. It's spaces like this that are embedded within the localness of the system. The system? <laughs> the community, I mean. And it's the best way to help support artists in the local area. So thank you, all of you, so much for joining me today on RT Party. Thank you thank so you. much, host. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. you. thank you to Igor Tavares. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you to Amy Werner. Thank you. Thank you to Adam Daniels. Thank you. Thank you to Ruth Siddles. Thank you. Thank you to Vivian Chateau. <laughs> you said it right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Beth J. Ross. Thank you. And also, before you go, I just wanted to give you, as every guest on Alti Party, Thank you. we'll get a badge. Oh, we get a badge. Yay. Yay. Absolutely free. Oh, thank oh, you. I'm just throwing them at thank you. you. <laughs> One for Ruth. Arty Party is Thank made you. possible. Thank you. Uh, thanks to support from Sunderland Culture through their Great Place Scheme, through the Arts Council England and the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.